0: and hello everybody welcome to narrative live on a wednesday evening uh we're expecting a verdict in the trial of kyle rittenhouse but it's obviously not going to happen imminently and that's good news because we have so much else to talk about tonight the whole gosar event that happened in the house today pretty stunning. We're going to talk a lot about that over the next hour. Jen Torb is here. She's the professor of law. She's here to cover all those kinds of legal issues that you might have from Rittenhouse, but also to discuss the politics of Paul Gosar and what happened on the House floor today. While we wait and watch for a verdict, and we hopefully might see one, but that's unlikely, to be honest. If it's happening in the next hour, we would have known about it. But we'll certainly have a lot more to talk about this evening as we talk about this incredible what I would call a day of reckoning that happened in the House today. Now, it's almost like we've been waiting for this day for the last five years because today really was the reckoning of the Republican Party. Yes, it was the Arizona Congressman Paul Gosar who was censured on the House floor for tweeting an anime cartoon depicting him murdering fellow Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and the president of the United States. Gosar was lucky to escape expulsion as his punishment. But really, it was Kevin McCarthy who deserves the most scorn for today. McCarthy's shameless, soulless, heartless, spineless, everythingless lack of action, his refusal to condemn the threat of violence against his congressional colleagues and the president of the United States. That failure of leadership was laid bare for the world to see today. McCarthy's leadership simply failed the test. There's just no ways you can consider him an effective leader of anything, never mind a national political party. It was just 10 months ago, on January 6th, when McCarthy's own life was at risk as thousands of GOP supporters attempted a coup. On that day, McCarthy called for help. On that day, he asked the then president of the United States to denounce the violence and call off his marauding protesters and the mob outside Congress. But on this day, today, McCarthy could not bring himself to do it. Why? Why did Kevin McCarthy fail to condemn the violence threat today? I'll tell you what I think. McCarthy and the leadership of the GOP and the whole house has made a pact. And this is basically what it looks like. This pact is basically that they will put up a united front. They'll protect each other in their precious political careers, no matter what, no matter how terrible or egregious or serious the crimes they've each committed, or even they've committed together, which it seems like they have been conspiring on crimes together. There really is no low bar. There's no bar at all for the GOP. Everything is acceptable as long as it stays in the club, as long as they stand together and defend each other. Let's think about what the GOP has done for America just today, just in the last 24 hours. In the Kenosha courthouse, we're awaiting the verdict in the case of Kyle Rittenhouse. Now he's the 18 year old, as you know, who crossed state lines uh, to confront Black Lives Matter protesters with an AR-15 of all things, while pretending to be a medic. Rittenhouse is clearly guilty. He claims it was self-defense and for that he might get away with it, but that's not really what happened the problem that i have with him getting away with it is it also lets everybody in the gop leadership who helped foment the race crisis last summer get off too the violence that erupted last summer around jacob Blake and george floyd was designed to inflame racial tensions we know this it was designed to terrify suburban women into voting for the gop remember that it's the same strategy they're trying to do with school boards this year Now, I'm not excusing the actions of Kyle Rittenhouse. He should be found guilty and given the maximum sentence possible. But I'm also not excusing Kevin McCarthy and Donald Trump for what they did last summer. They should be standing alongside Kyle Rittenhouse in the accused box. The GOP and the Trump administration shadow looms large over last summer's race clashes. Kyle Rittenhouse is what the GOP has done for you today, along with Kevin McCarthy, Paul Gosar. And of course, let's talk a little bit about this man, Michael Flynn. This man, Michael Flynn. There's a new book out by ABC News correspondent Jonathan Carl. In it, he describes Mike Flynn, a retired lieutenant general and a Putin dinner guest, because that's what one does when you're a retired general. It describes Flynn ordering a Pentagon official, Ezra Cohen-Watnick, to return home from the Middle East when he's on an official business to seize ballot papers and implement special instructions to stop Democrats from stealing the elections that they actually won. This is a crime of the highest order. It is a crime against every citizen of the United States who voted last November, and it was a crime against the Constitution of the United States. Mike Flynn is another one of those things, another one of those people that the GOP has given us today. That constitution, by the way, has been given very little respect of late. Some might've said it was on life support, but today I think we saw the, and felt the beating heart of the constitution of the United States of America because on the house floor was a reminder that every representative in that elected body swears to uphold the constitution of the United States. There is no option B, that's the job. You either like it or you leave it. There's other names I would have added to the list of people who should have been censured today. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, Madison Cawthorn, Andy Biggs, Louis Gohmert. They should all have been censured. They should all be expelled. The entire sedition caucus should be expelled because that is what the GOP has done for you today, America. But what was really on display today was Kevin McCarthy's consciousness of guilt. He knows what he did in the days and weeks leading up to Jan 6, but he believes that if they all just stand united and resist the truth, somehow the truth will disappear like a group of naughty schoolboys caught in a prank. Well, let me assure Kevin McCarthy of one thing. Things are going to get much worse for him and his little pact with his den of thieves and liars. This thing will not hold up to scrutiny. In the coming weeks and months, every excruciating detail of how the once great Republican Party sold itself out until they brought democracy to its knees will come out. And I, for one, plan on enjoying the reckoning because while McCarthy Robert, Green, Cawthon, and Biggs, and everybody else get to still go on their expensive lunches and receive their lobbying bribes. There are two people who cannot do that today, and they're worth remembering today. Anthony Huber and Joseph Rosenbaum, the people Kyle Rittenhouse shot dead. They might have been alive today if it weren't for the election tactics of the GOP last year, and for that, they shall never be forgiven. Jen Torb, thank you for being here today. I really appreciate your time. And uh, I'll tell you what, let's take a little break. And then on the other side, we can talk a little bit more about everything we've just been talking about, plus a lot more. And we will do that as soon as we take this break. Hey everybody, thank you for supporting Narrative and for supporting our sponsors. I want you to meet the founder of Moink, an eighth generation farmer who is featured on Shark Tank.
1: Time for breakfast.
0: My name is Lucinda Cramsey. I was born on a farm and raised on a farm and I'm an eighth generation farmer. I wanted to give farmers the opportunity to be financially independent
1: outside of big agriculture.
0: You can see why I selected Moink as a sponsor for Narrative. It's good for you and it's good for local farmers. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken and wild-caught Alaskan salmon direct to your door, helping family farms become financially independent outside of big agriculture. Their animals are raised outdoors, Their fish swim wild in the ocean. And Moink meat is free of antibiotics, hormones, sugar, and all the other junk you find prepackaged in the meat aisle. Sign up at moinkbox.com. That's moinkbox.com narrative to get a year of bacon for free and then pick what meats you want delivered with your first box. Change what you get each month or cancel any time. You don't have to take my word for it. Narrative viewers get so excited about their Moink box arriving each month, they tweet at me telling me it's Moinkbox Box Day at their house and keep doing that. I really enjoy those. Moink meat is so delicious. Narrative discerning viewers love it, and I know you will, too. Get Moinkbox Box right now. Join the Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com slash narrative. That's N-A-R-A-T-I-V, the way we spell narrative, right now. And listeners and viewers to this show get free bacon for a year. That's one year of the best bacon you'll ever taste but for a limited time. Spelled Moinkbox, M-O-I-N-K box.com slash narrative. That's Moinkbox.com slash narrative. Hey, here I am in full living color and moving. Jen, I'm dying to get your thoughts on today's events because I thought it was really gripping to watch. It was really, uh, really intense and heartfelt. I thought there was a real moment that happened on the House floor today. But it really struck me that about Kevin McCarthy today that he really just dropped the ball. I mean, he's no longer even an excuse for a leader of the Republican Party. This guy could not even condemn violence against his own colleagues today. It was just stunning.
1: I think the way you expressed it before the break is true. I mean, this it's, it's like Ronald Reagan on steroids. This is it the first rule? Of the Republican Party is don't criticize any other Republicans, and that's what they're doing. And you know, it's like every test. It's even more stark the differences between the two political parties. I mean, only two members of the of the House who are Republicans voted to censure him. I mean, that's.
0: It's shocking. Incredible. it's shocking. And it
1: was of course Liz Cheney, Adam, um Kissinger, But yeah, I so just like say, the only
0: two people that have any spine in there, and really they're they're not even part of the traditional Republican party. But it does does feel should to be me
1: expelled. He yeah, should be expelled. They really this is should. not the first instance. this is not enough. And it's frightening the, you know. Political violence is always frightening, but the fact that all you get is kicked off your committees is astonishing.
0: It me. is really astonishing. It's really astonishing how Kevin McCarthy could be this man today after being there on January the sixth and you know calling in for help and trying to get President Trump to. Call of his marauding mob there in that situation he seemed to feel like there was reason to take extraordinary action and condemn violence but in this situation he didn't feel like it was it was and you know there's really no difference between gozar and the mob on january 6th. they're basically one and the same entity they gozar was involved in the planning of january 6 he he was there with Ali alexander all the way through it's not like there's you can really separate those two things it's all part of the same move to violence the gop seems to have turned into their policy
1: I mean, they got a lot of this um, from Trump. I mean, what we th- in this particular instance, what he was, uh, I guess, lightly punished for and kicked off his committees for was taking an anime and changing it around so it made it look like he was assassinating the president and a member of Congress. Yeah, and if you remember, uh, of one of the myriad uh distasteful frightening fascist things that trump did was he would do he there was the um remember the the video with the wrestler and cnn and someone right, pretending yeah. to, there's all these know, there memes a, that they were that were putting out. Putting all the you know pretending you were killing the media or all these things that he could try to hide behind his cartoons or jokes Um, become inspirations for unhinged people who actually in that instance, I remember there was someone who remember the the pipe bombs that were sent Mm -hmm. to media and members of Congress, I think it was, or I think even um, people campaigning for president, there were several different people, it's no joke, and it should be frightening and frightening when Trump was appealing to violence. Hmm. in his campaign. I think one of those cases is still moving forward where he got members of his audience to beat up on people. This isn't okay. And I really wish Congress would take it a step further and just kick him right out.
0: It's kind of astounding. It's what's happened in the last few years. I mean, the sort of decline in decency and the decline in norms in politics is unbelievable. I mean, you can't imagine any of these things having happened five years ago. And now it's just like every day, there's another, you know, shocking thing that Bobert or Marjorie Taylor Greene or Gosar or Gomert you know, put out there. It's just like it's endless, it seems.
1: Well, when they let Greg Giannaforte, the guy from Montana who days before his election tackled and threw a, a reporter, that. was it? Ben Jacobs or something. Yeah, I think it was Ben
0: Jacobs. Out. Yeah, you're right.
1: They should never have let him be seated in Congress. And when you allow that, where do we go from here?
0: It's absolutely yeah, true.
1: Not
0: Look, you have a president of the United States that was loved violence, told police to beat criminals who who uh, just thought that this was a sign of strength to be seen as a as a violent person. So that sort of trickles down. But Kevin McCarthy is just he has a he, he knows what the difference between right and wrong is. It's not like he doesn't know. He's very aware of what he's doing. He just Let's seems say, to but, think that it's okay to protect his political career. You seem to
1: think that this isn't theater for them. Some of the people are, you know, someone like Trump, this is delusional and theater and ego and Mm -hmm. wanting to be a strong man, but people who know better, they're acting Apart, It would be like you were cast in a role instead of doing what you do, which is your honest broadcast. Mm. If we said to you, uh would you like to audition to be on a television show or a series and you're going to play the bad guy?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know? know that this is what they,
1: you or you're that- going to play the good guy or they're reading their lines. Because it creates do you think Gosars like
0: that? Do you think Gosars real? I mean, I'm worried about that guy. Like I mean, his whole family no. is very nervous no, around what a he
1: doing. Yeah, the Gosars and the Trump are truly delusional, fascist, frightening people. It's the McCarthys mm-hmm. and a good chunk of the other Republicans who will whisper to, you know, the bookers on these TV shows or in the green room if, if for COVID, you'd run into them and they would tell people, oh, my gosh, I'm just keeping my head down. It's those people who are reading their lines and playing a role. Mm-hmm. And it's shameful.
0: It's shameful because it's
1: more of them than there are of the complete lunatics. And they have been enabling them ever since Trump took office.
0: Now, you wrote the book about dark money. And, of course, I come to think that these people are playing this role because of money. I mean, at the end of the day, what's driving these people to act like this? They're not, you know, everyone has some sort of threshold, but they must be doing it for money at the end of the day. What else could be driving them?
1: I mean, these jobs don't pay all that well. I mean, they're doing it f- to keep their positions of power.
0: Right, well, I'm talking about uh, money that they you know, get behind the scenes. Not really
1: oh, like yes, the, of course, I'm sorry, you know, yeah. The, the, mean, the paybacks
0: maybe... and the, you know, how- I mean, the, how... All of
1: the money in terms of, when you see them in front of us do things like not, even censor, um, you know, the threats of violence. Is it any wonder that they're lying about the impact of climate change and trying to pass, you know, so-called tax reform that just made the rich get richer and corporations mm-hmm. do stock buybacks instead of hire people? I mean, they're trying to stay in power requires sticking together. In this case. And it also requires them to uh, make their donors happy. I mean, their goal right now is to get the House. Yeah. They don't want to lose any seats in the House. And that's why they're sticking together. Well, um, it's also they've
0: got a lot at stake. I mean, if, they, if this pact of theirs breaks, I'm really convinced that there is a pact where they all agreed, no matter what, we're sticking together. We'll put up a united front. We'll excuse every bad thing that happens. We'll just agree that we'll do that in order to survive into the next election, save our political career. Now, I don't believe this pact can hold up to the scrutiny of the, January 6 commission or the other investigations that are happening around these people. I feel like it's going to collapse in sort of, in kind of excruciating real time as we all watch on TV and commissions and hearings. And, you know, what
1: do you mean? I mean, I, assuming for a second that the pact, such a pact exists or that it's implicit mm. or it's just parallel conduct, you know, to borrow from antitrust ideas, what mm. could possibly happen? Are you thinking that if certain members of the house are caught up in criminal Investigations oh. that they will be abandoned. I don't know. I don't
0: think they'll really? be abandoned, but I think they're going to be coming. I mean, it's certainly true that Kevin McCarthy was involved in the days and weeks leading up to January 6. He was involved in meetings. He was involved maybe on January 5th, so he could be uh, involved in a conspiracy to overthrow the American government. I mean, there's all sorts of people in that caucus. Gomar, Gomer they're
1: all. I mean, engaged. Zev, in I want to. I gotta say, I want to believe that any of that would make him step down um, from office, mm-hmm. but. I doubt it, we had members of Congress who were indicted for insider trading and they just hung on until Trump pardoned them. And I know they can't be pardoned by Biden, but if Trump wins in 2024, I mean, I think running the clock, sticking together is their strategy when you've already sold your soul to the devil, you can't buy it back.
0: But here's what's coming: you're going to have these hearings. They're going to be happening in properly prime time. They're going to be on Fox News. It's not like they're just going to be on on, on the left wing channels. They're going to be on the right wing channels. They have to cover them. It's going to be blatantly obvious to everybody that these guys have been lying and that they had some sort of really vast conspiracy to overthrow the elections. I mean, it's going to be very hard for them to continue to say, "Oh, nothing happened. It was just a." Well,
1: I hate a, to be. I, I why am I being the devil's advocate? But I don't know. But I, I don't know. But this, let me just kind. Of The bottom line here, though, is the justification that they give is the big lie. So when the heat is on them, even if they're implicated in this, they're going to try to claim it was the right thing to do, follow every legal angle, the Eastman memo and the Ellis memo, that they were all just legal strategies that had never been tested in court. So it was perfectly fine to push it that way. And it was perfectly fine to get the crowd all riled up they didn't accompany them into the building they just thought they were going to you know be outside shouting and such and that it was perfectly fine to do all of that because they're going to say biden was stealing the election so okay. it's going to amplify the big lie and it's we're going to be flooded with it and divided even more and the only thing i think that will help is people just get so bored of this And they just want them all to shut up. And those go to jail who should go to jail. And I think people are going to be so sick of the big lie in Trump. I'm hoping that a lot of these Republicans don't get reelected as they start lifting that up again. But who knows? Do
0: you think that this, I don't know how one holds on to so many people and convince them to to toe the line. I mean, they've got... Probably hundreds of people that are being forced to stick to a story, both on a federal level, on a state level. There's operatives everywhere trying to force them into doing things. You know, it's kind of, um, that in itself obviously is a crime, presumably. I mean, presumably, like bullying people or forcing people to take these positions. Is that a crime is that actually a crime
1: uh, I, you've been so vague what can you be more specific you Say you're about?
0: blackmailing somebody in in a state legislature to help them to, to you know, insist that they have an audit or you've forced one of these congressmen to because you've got some dirt on them or whatever to act in a certain way or to defy
1: if it, you are literally okay so if you're talking about a state and not a federal official and if somebody is offering something of value or threatening to expose someone in exchange for what would be considered an official act, Mm -hmm. that is a violation of the Hobbs Act, all those pieces, yes.
0: And if you do that that in a conspiracy?
1: Well, if you're saying, if you layer onto the fact that you're in a conspiracy, then you just layer um, it, it'd be conspiracy to commit Hobbs Act extortion. You so, know, all this is if. You're giving me a hypothetical, and I'm answering in a hypothetical, but we don't have evidence to that effect yet, right? Right,
0: right. Um, you know, how, how much of a criminal, how much criminal liability can the GOP leadership, if they find that January 6th was really involved, the leadership of that party? And let's say you've got a... Proven evidence trail that says Kevin McCarthy and all these others were involved in a conspiracy to overthrow the democratic will of the people. What kind of trouble do they get into? Like, what kind of, what are we talking about here in terms of actual crimes that they're breaking in? What are the penalties for that?
1: I hear where you're headed with this, and you're thinking about it's called a sedition conspiracy. Mm, Yeah. But again, there's specific elements to it. So, let me pull up the statute and tell you what the actual maximum penalty.
0: You know what? You can do that during the break. I can play this break <laughs> and then on the other side, uh, we'll find out all about seditious conspiracies and how much uh, one gets to pay for in terms of criminal liability for that. So we'll be right back. Hey, everyone, thank you for supporting Narrative and for supporting our sponsors. If you're a regular viewer to the show, you may have noticed I wear similar things every day. That's because I can be sure it matches everything else I'm wearing. Now I can stop thinking about what to wear and just embrace. The radically efficient mac weldon daily wear system the daily wear system is a selection of clothes rooted in smart design made with performance fabrics and built to work together from breathable t-shirts and polos to stylish button-ups and shorts underwear and beyond mac weldon makes it easy for you to dress for work leisure and play or wherever your holiday season might take you i'm wearing the ace sweatpants right now it's available in a variety of colors and don't get misled by the term sweatpants. These are structured and tailored and can easily be worn to informal meetings and also on travel. I've also opted for the Pima long sleeve t-shirt. The Pima cotton is really soft and you can wear it on its own or with a blazer. Again, everything is made to match and it comes in black too. That saves me time and I can focus on the things that matter, like the news. All that by wearing Mac Weldon's daily wear system. Buy Mac Weldon or products from the Daily Wear System this holiday season for 20% off your first order. Visit MacWeldon.com slash narrative. That's N A R A T I V. And enter promo code narrative. That's MacWeldon.com slash narrative. Promo code narrative for 20% off Mac Weldon. Radically efficient wardrobing. And we're back. And we're back.
1: Right. Okay. So the uh, statute, it's 18 U.S.C. 2384. It's called Seditious Conspiracy. Right. And it involves so if two or more persons in any state or territory or any place subject to the jurisdiction of the United States conspire to, and this is here are the actions conspire to overthrow, mm-hmm. put down, or to destroy by force the government of the United States, or to levy war against them, or to oppose by force the authority thereof, or mm-hmm. by force to prevent hinder or delay the execution of any law of the United States or by force to seize, take or possess any property of the United States, contrary to the authority thereof, they shall each be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 20 years or both. Wow, that's a long time. That's a cap, that's the cap, that's not the floor. And we have pens upon, um, you have to look at the sentencing guidelines, which look at someone's past criminal conduct as well as this particular action and all these different enhancements can happen depending on whether you had a but weapon. This is a
0: serious crime. This is not something you oh, can yeah. brush off. I mean, you cannot not probably stand for a, a seat or, or anything like that after that. Can you?
1: You can't do what did you could say? You, could
0: you stand for office if you're found guilty of this thing?
1: Uh, you, well, that's a question for the, uh, the constitution doesn't, prevent someone who you know you can run for president even if right, you are right. in prison i mean
0: but at some point surely the republican i mean of course i say this although I, I can hear myself debating with myself at some point the republican party base and their followers realize that they're actually supporting a bunch of crooks and thieves you know they, they realize this and then they back away is that is that even a, a am i dreaming in technicolor that, from your perspective do you think that this is just never going to happen that these guys are, are bought and sold for
1: were you on a different planet for the last five (laughs) years
0: (laughs) i actually think that things are changing i really do think that we've started seeing things differently this week i mean i always optimistic about this so i I might be on a different
1: i'm optimistic but again my optimism goes to people being tired of watching this particular show right I don't mean your show. I mean tired. Oh, I
0: don't blame them like, on this show. Like
1: you know, are we going to do the same? Is it still going to constantly be the the big lie, the like? Let me, yeah, here's home. things that have
0: changed. Here's things that changed. Steve Bannon okay. was indicted.
1: Yes, that was good.
0: That's a big thing.
1: That's great.
0: Based yes. on his January six, I mean, it's not just that like he was indicted. It was on based on January six, he was indicted. So
1: he was also indicted before, though.
0: Right. But he doesn't have a president that's going to give him a pardon right now. So he's going Not to yet. probably have to face some music on this one. Probably. Right. I mean, he could go to jail for two years. That's a big deal. Steve Bannon going to jail for two years. I'll take that as a, as a bit of a success. And then, you know, you're looking at Michael Flynn, the latest Jonathan Carl book, I mean, it's so evident that he was in the middle of a coup attempt that it's going to be hard for him to escape justice too. I really have to believe that. I feel like he's, I don't Is know how, he's,
1: how he he's gets away with well- it. He's like the worst, right? I mean, there was so much they had on him before, and yet, of course, also pardoned.
0: Also pardoned, but you know, again, doesn't have the president of the United States there to give him that pardon. And maybe this is the sort of the Pied Piper has come because I just don't know what else. You know, you have got a commission that's clearly got legs and has got teeth, and it's got it's going for it. Right, it's going for the next nine, nine to tenth months heading into the election. We're going to know everything that happened on January sixth uh, by the time we hit the next elections. So that's also going to be fascinating. There's going to be other people potentially indicted. There's going to be other crimes that come out. And maybe you'll have like a John Dean moment or something like that happen.
1: I mean, the trouble is people run their constituency of their voters, their funders, help them get convinced of their constituents that they're the better person and the other side is evil. Mm-hmm. And it really... You know, there's two different things going on. I'm optimistic about the Justice Department indicting Bannon. I'm optimistic about the work of the January 6th Commission. All of that's good, but it's a separate question as to when the Republicans themselves will see the light.
0: Thank you for spending your time with Narrative and stay tuned. There's much more to this conversation in our next episode. Narrative is made possible by viewers and listeners like you who join at patreon.com forward slash narrative. Join today and support truly independent journalism. Patreon.com forward slash narrative.